Today's mailbag comes to us from Jillian. I'm not so far along in since when I first received and started to learn about the Sunday basket routine, but oh man, I can't even begin to tell you what a blessing this program has been to me and to the family. I'm still not even sure what I'm doing. I'm seeing little things here and there change around me to the point that my children are even putting their things in my Sunday basket that they need. The communication between family members has gone from a two to a 10. And that just on its own has been the most rewarding to me this month. I didn't realize just how many things I had that either needed to be thrown away, filed, erranded, or shredded. So my kitchen countertops, coffee tables, piano, and any other surfaces that used to have paper and clutter on top of them are very grateful to see the light of day once again, thanks to Organize 365. Do you have an Organize 365 success story? If so, we would love to hear about it. Please send us an email at customerservice at Organize 365 and tell us how you have taken back your home, your paper, and your life with Organize 365. Welcome to the Organize 365 podcast. I'm your host, professional organizer, productivity expert, and motivational speaker, Lisa Woodruff. This podcast will help you embrace progress over perfection and create lasting functional organizing in your home. I have so much to share with you, so let's get started. All right, last week I talked about Saturday time versus Sunday time, having housework time versus having household management time. Now I want to add another layer to this. I find for myself personally, even though I'm like do all the laundry on one day type person versus doing one load of laundry a day, that I need two different kinds of projects and tasks to do. Big projects and small projects. Big tasks and small tasks. And you may notice after we have this podcast, you're like, oh, I do this too. Sometimes when I feel really overwhelmed or I'm very stressed or I've been doing a lot and I'm like, oh, the email is overloaded, the Sunday basket's overloaded, the Friday work box is overloaded, like everything is overloaded. Usually this is towards the end of one of my PhD terms and I'm like, I have got to figure out how to feel a little bit more control in my life. What I will end up doing, which maybe seems counterintuitive, is checking off as many small tasks as possible. I'll go through my email and I'll be like, in 30 minutes, how many of these emails can I respond to and get rid of? I'll go through my Sunday basket. How many either bulky things so that my Sunday basket looks less or things that are not going to take very much time, can I do and just get them out of here so I don't? they're not even in here anymore? Same with my Friday work box. Same with going through my portable Sunday baskets. Same with going through my wallet. Like, how can I basically declutter? Basically getting rid of all these little tasks that need to be done, I just do as many as possible. That decluttering energy, that being able to clear out a room or get a big trash bag of stuff and move it out makes you feel lighter so then you can dive into organizing. And little tasks do that. Like sometimes you're like, 
oh, my brain is growing a million miles an hour. I cannot possibly concentrate on anything that's going to take mental bandwidth, but I can go change all the broken light bulbs. I can go uh, replace the batteries over here. I can go do the dishes. I could just, you know, like start to straighten my physical space. And then other days I wake up and I'm like, you know, the house is in a really good place. I don't really have much to do this weekend. I don't have a big paper due in school. I don't have a big work thing to do. I've got a wide open day in front of me. I want to get a bigger project done at home. Like I want to go and clean out my closet. I want to go and clean out the storage room. I want to empty out um, three of the cabinets in my kitchen and reorganize them so I have a little bit different space. I love to go in my laundry room and go through all those cabinets and all those drawers because everything in my laundry room is project related, gift related, Grayson related, seasonally related. Like I just like to get in there and just kind of clean that out every once in a while. Big project energy. You can now feel the difference in both of those, right? The problem is when you just have a whole bunch of little tasks to do and you have big project energy or you have big project energy and you don't have a big chunk of time. Have you had that happen before? Like that happens a lot. The, the more you start to understand time, orchestrate your ideal week, understanding the cadence of the seasons, the energies of the months, there are some months that are just big project months. February is a big project month. Like you're like, yeah, really nothing going on in February. We've got some time to dive into some big projects, especially if they're inside of the house projects. And then there are months where you're like, December, August, May, you're like, give me all the little tasks. Let me do a little, no, no one's diving in and doing some big organizing project usually in May or August. It's just not the right month where you're like, you're like, I'm, I, there's just too many things to do for me to spend a whole day organizing my storage room in any of those months. It just won't make sense. But also not only task related, I find that I have this same capacity for absorbing information that are 15 minute podcasts versus 45 minute podcasts versus audiobooks. Some weekends I'll wake up and I'll have a weekend coming up and I have, you know, big projects to do in school or big projects going on at work and different stuff going on holidays, whatever. And I want to be entertained, but I don't have a lot of mental bandwidth. And so I'll just go find a little 15, 20 minute podcast. And normally short podcasts annoy me. I'm like, come on, this isn't long enough. I want to get into the flow. I want to get into the story. But it's when I'll go through my downloaded podcast queue and I'll start with the shortest podcast and I'll just go podcast, 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 and I'll listen. I'll clear out a whole bunch of podcasts out of my podcast queue. Another way to declutter, by the way. And then some weekends I'm like, okay, I'm going to catch up on this person's podcast and their 30 to 45 minute podcast. And I'll listen to like three or four of them, but there'll be little podcasts and I'll start and stop them and go throughout my weekend. And then sometimes I just have like a weekend. I'm like, I'd like to learn something. I'd like to get lost in something. I'd like to do something uh, mentally and I'll either download an audiobook or I'll binge a whole series of something like the morning show. I didn't realize the morning show came out with another series. I like that one. Greg doesn't. It's very rare that I watch TV without Greg. And I don't know, he's watching some sports or something. So I just binge that whole series over the weekend. And I don't watch TV. I just listen to it. So I could be cleaning or whatever, because I'm not actually looking at the TV, doing a puzzle, organizing my bedroom. Um, and so I have different energy based on the length of podcast episode I want to listen to. 
Then for organizing, you will find the same thing. Sometimes you will want quick wins in your organizing, like little 15-minute tasks. And sometimes you will want really big two to three hour sessions or maybe even something you do the whole weekend. As your organizing muscles get stronger and you trust yourself more to spend more than 15, 30 minutes or an hour doing something, you can tackle a much larger project in a shorter amount of time. So what do I mean by that? What I mean is when you're first learning to organize the Organize 365 way, pretty much there are two schools of thought on organizing. You do a short 15-minute activity of organizing, or you empty out the entire closet and get it all organized in one day. It's very rare that anybody talks about anything in the middle. This is in the middle. I still, to this day, do not empty out an entire space, organize it, and put it back in my own home. I don't do any in-home organizing, but if you hired me and I was doing that service, that is what I would do. Carol and I would empty out the whole space. We'd organize it. We'd put it back because we know we can get it done. We know we're not going to end up at like five hours in and half of your bedroom, your closet is still in your bedroom and we didn't get it put back. Like we have enough experience. We've done this often enough. We know how much we're taking out. We know how fast we work. We know that we could get it done in that amount of time. In your own home, even in my own home, in my own closet, I have never emptied the whole thing out. Life is too unpredictable. It's just, as soon as I do that, somebody's going to throw up in the house. I know it for sure. And I don't want anybody throwing up, so I'm not doing it. Like, it's just like the law of the universe. If you create too big of a mess, you're not going to be able to put it back in. Even when I do the garage, I don't do that anymore. Like, I'll do one wall at a time. I really... I will organize for three, four, or five hours, but I will never empty a complete space out. It's like I will empty out one side of the garage, clean that side of the garage, organize everything and put it back, empty out the next side of the garage, clean that, put everything back, so that at any time, at any time I could stop organizing, no big deal, I'm not in the middle of anything. But I will spend a long time organizing. So these 15-minute quick wins that you learn to do just get expanded into longer and longer organizing sessions in small little chunks. Here's a great example. When I would organize a kitchen as an in-home professional organizer, it is one of the most complicated spaces to organize because there's just so much in there. There's a lot in a kitchen. And usually it's been a long time since it's been organized, and I like to clean out all of the cabinets when I do it. So there's usually an emptying and a cleaning out. And what are you going to get rid of? Okay, now once we look at what's left, how are we going to optimize this space for the phase of life that you're in? Meaning we might create a lunch station. We might create a drink station. We might create an appetizer area or a baking station or whatever. And I don't really know that until I start inventorying all of your stuff in your kitchen and realize like there's baking stuff in every single cabinet. What if we made a baking area? Oh, that's genius. Okay. Well, if we do that, then we have to move everything around. It's like a really big jigsaw puzzle. It takes a long time. It takes at least five hours to do that way as a professional organizer. In our own kitchens... It's even harder to do that. So I like to organize a kitchen as if every drawer and every cabinet was a small room, so a mini room. If I'm going to professionally organize your, your kitchen, I interview you and your kitchen. This is what I would do. I would walk in your kitchen. I put my hand on the cabinet above, and I say, what's in this cabinet? 
And I just keep walking around the room. What's in this cabinet? What's in this drawer? I don't open any drawers. You have to tell me before I open a drawer what's in all of them, before I've seen anything. Then I stand back and I listen to what you've said. I'm like, okay. And, you know, maybe we're, I already know we're making a baking cabinet or something like that. Then I will open up every cabinet and I will look at all of it with it all opened. And if there is something in that cabinet that you did not say that was in that cabinet, I will close that cabinet again. And I'll be like, what else is in this cabinet? And you may or may not know. And then I will start to empty the cabinets and I will completely empty them. So I'll have one cabinet. Let's say it's all dishes. I'll pull every single dish out on, on the cabinet countertop. And I will have you tell me if you want to get rid of anything. While you're doing that, I'm wiping down the cabinets, the shelves in the cabinet. So that it's clean when I put it back. And you may say in this dish cabinet, oh, we need the salad plates, the dinner plates, the bowls. I need these ramekins and I need these serving things. I put these back. And there's still like 14 things on the counter. It's like a gravy boat, grandma's teacup, you know, like all this other random stuff. And then you're looking at that pile and I'm looking at that pile. And I say, okay. Is there anything here you want to get rid of? You tell me what you want to get rid of. The rest of it, I'm like, do you want to keep it? You're like, well, I'm not really sure. We keep that on the counter and we move it to the side. Next cabinet, next cabinet, next cabinet. When we are all done and everything we know we want to keep and is in the right cabinets is done, we still have a whole bunch of things on the kitchen counter. So of those things that are on the kitchen counter, I then ask you, are there any of these things that you know you want to keep? If there are things you know you want to keep, I then decide what room in your kitchen, those should go in. Like, is this part of the serving dinner room or the baking room or the leftovers room or the cooking dinner room? Like, logically, if I were just going to go to one room to cook dinner, this would be in the cooking dinner room. You see what I'm saying? They're not cabinets. Think of them as rooms. And then maybe you'll start to realize there needs to be more organization, more categorization inside of these cabinets. And then let's go back to grandma's teacup. And I say, you know what? This really is a memory. And you're like, yes. Do you drink tea? No. Do you want to drink tea? No. Does anybody else in your family drink tea? No. But we all got one of grandma's teacups. Okay. What if we got a really pretty satin ribbon and we put it on there and this now becomes an ornament on your Christmas tree? They're like, great. All of a sudden down into the storage room, into the kitchen, uh, the Christmas area that goes. So just because you want to keep something doesn't necessarily mean you need to keep it in the cabinet that it's in or even in the space that it's in, in that kitchen. So when you're organizing your kitchen on your own, a realistic time frame for getting your whole kitchen organized, probably 20 hours. And no one's going to organize 20 hours in one day or even one weekend. Do you see what I'm saying? Like to truly get organized, it's going to take you at least two weekends of working five hours, both, you know, 10 hours per week. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Usually what happens in the kitchen, we do one cabinet, one drawer at a time. You get through all those spaces in three weeks and you get rid of a ton of stuff. And then when you do it the next time, you're like, oh, this totally needs to be organized entirely differently. And then you get rid of a little bit more. Your, your kitchen is the space in your house, which is going to continually morph, evolve and grow throughout your entire lifetime, you're going to continue to consume different foods, to entertain in different ways, to be responsible for different humans, to commune with different people. Yeah. It's just going to keep changing. It's kind of like your closet, your closet and your kitchen, the spaces you use the most often and you organize the most often will need the most reorganization as the seasons change and as you change. 
and you should change. You're a growing person and you're growing emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I happen to be growing wide, but you know, whatever. We're all growing. <laughs> we're all growing and we're changing and that's what's going to happen. So these spaces are going to need to be re-looked at. And sometimes you're going to have the energy to, yeah, let's, let's get it all out. Let, let's organize it all. And sometimes you're gonna be like, wow, that's a lot. Uh, I was just trying to get the toaster crumbs out of my drawers. I don't even know how toaster crumbs get in every single drawer that I have, but they do. And I, I was just really hoping that I could open a drawer and it wouldn't have toaster crumbs in anymore. And at least the forks and spoons would be in the right little sleeves. That's okay too. It's all about what kind of energy you have for organizing, what kind of energy you have for projects. And that is going to wax and wane throughout the week, throughout the months, and throughout the years. So this ties back to the golden windows. I talked about this a long time ago, the golden windows podcast episode. There are golden windows. There are seasons where the organizing energy is high for everyone. This is not one of those seasons, by the way. You're listening to this in probably one of the lowest organizing seasons, totally, like February. February is, um, I mean, you have to have some strong organizing energy to be organizing in February. It's a hibernation month, really. We, we're all pretty much still hibernating. We've gotten through the holidays. We've gotten through January, New you. You know, you had a lot of organizing energy there. And now it's February. I mean, we'll organize paper, things that we could do under a blanket on a couch, organize photos. We like to look through things like that. And that's great. You should, you should be focusing on your finances this month. That is what you have the mental capacity to do. That's what you have the energy for. That is, the organizing energy of February is finances. Organizing your finances, organizing your crafts, organizing your photos. That is what most people organically will naturally organize in February. So if you're like, oh, I mean, I want to organize the storage room, but I just can't make myself do it. That's normal. That's why I have us normally organize the storage room in November. It's a great time to organize your storage room. Another great time if you don't hit it in November and you're doing it where you're organizing personal and then you're organizing storage, organizing storage as the spring starts, so next month in March would be a good month to start organizing, uh, March or April. Also, May tends to be a really good month to organize your storage. You can force yourself to do it other times, but naturally, it's, gonna, it's going to be easier there. When you stop making yourself never-ending to-do lists of tasks and looking at the task list to see what you have the energy to organize and just continually trying to check off that list and hope that someday, miraculously, that list is going to be done. It's never going to be done that way. And you instead say, okay, based on last week, Saturday, I'm going to do all my cleaning. Sunday, I'm going to do all my household management. And to layer on top of that, I'm going to see how much energy I have. So this weekend, middle of February, no energy. And you have to clean. And on your list is to, I don't know, dust the fan, clean the baseboards. No, we're not doing, no, no. We are going to get up. We're going to do the bare minimum of cleaning because it is February. 
and then we are going to put ourselves under a blanket and we are maybe going to do some organizing that we could do <laughs> under a blanket and then we're going to watch some extra TV. And that's okay. There are seasons where you're just supposed to chill. Apparently, I'm not very good at it, but I do recognize that there are different energies. You will get a warm day in March. Somewhere in March, there'll be some unusually warm day and it will click off this new organizing energy. It is coming back. So your job right now is to just keep going. 15 minutes a day. Just do a 15 minute organizing activity a day while your organizing activity energy is low and just you wait. It's going to happen. You're going to have a warm day or you're going to have some extra energy or I don't know, somebody's going to say I'm, they're coming to visit and all of a sudden you'll get uh, unique organizing energy just for you or somebody's having a baby or we're going to do a graduation or something that will spark you to do organizing and then be ready. Be ready to either task stack a whole bunch of 15 minute organizing sessions in a row to get a whole bunch more done. Or tackle something really big that you've been putting off that you didn't know when you were going to do it. Use that organizing energy. The more you understand how time is used at home and for what purpose time is used at home, the better you will be able to manipulate your own energy to getting you better, faster results. Saturday time is not the same as Sunday time. Small task energy is not the same as big project energy. And once you start to recognize those things, you will wake up on a Saturday and you will say, oh, we need to clear off as many things off of my list as possible because I just don't have the energy. Or Katie, bar the door. This is a day. <laughs> Get ready because all the things I've been putting off, I am doing those today. Those are your two different kinds of energy. Um, next week, we are going to finish this up and I'm going to talk to you about lists. I don't have any kinds of lists, very few lists, and I want to tell you what I have replaced them with.